And welcome back to the Author Roundup, a special segment of the Book Connection Show, where we meet up-and-coming indie authors and talk to them about their recently released books. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Author Roundup. I have author Stephen Clark Waiters here. Hi, how are you? I'm doing great, thank you. Nice to meet you. Hey, nice to meet you too. Um, can you tell us a little bit about your um, not one but three books? Sure. Um, so the first book, The Lost Treasure of Grandpa Jingle Wingle, it is... Uh, I love that title, by the way. <laughs> That's a good there's, title. There's a history behind that. So when I was a kid, my dad would drop me off at uh, daycare on his way to work. He was a pipe fitter. And so he dropped me off on his way to work at daycare. And we'd always drive by this spooky old abandoned house. And I just remember looking at it out the window every day as a kid. And one day I asked my dad who lived there. And he said, oh, that's your Grandpa Jingle Wingle. <laughs> And I said, really? He just made it up off the top of his head. And he goes, just make sure you never go there because he's really mean and he's really cranky and people disappear when they go visit that old house. And so I, so that's where I got the title from. Oh, my gosh. That must be ter- that was probably terrifying at your age, too. It but was. I just remember looking at it. Yeah. Every time I'd pass it. <laughs> so it, The Lost Treasure of Grandpa Jingle Wingle is a story about um, two sixth graders, Albert and Ben. And they discover uh, a gold coin in that old abandoned house that I was just talking to you about. And then that that sets in motion a series of encounters with, um, there's two, uh, two bank robbers, three eighth grade bullies. There's a system of underground caves and tunnels that they discover. And then of course, there's a lost treasure of, of gold coins. Mm-hmm. They, they learn that there has been a kidnapping and they come across the kidnapper's trail. So they decide let's follow it. And so they do follow the trail and it takes them into that system of caves and tunnels. They have one old flashlight. And when the batteries start to go dead, they realize they might've gotten themselves in a a bit of trouble. That's so funny. And then what about your um, latest book? Well, the one before that's called the mummy hand. And so those two books, I call them um, accidental adventures because (laughs) The main characters are Amber and Stevie, which they're my own kids. So I use them. I was going to ask you that because yeah. I read that you have two kids and I was like, okay, these kids on the cover, maybe his kids. I don't know. Cause you're a teacher. Maybe if they are inspired by like two of your students, but I was like, they're probably his kids. No, nope, they're my real kids. Yeah. And um, they're grown up now. So, and so the mummy hand, uh, is where Amber and Stevie are visiting their grandma and they discover this, um, mummified hand hidden behind a false wall in their basement, in the grandma's basement. And they learn by accident that this mummy hand can transport objects and people to like a strange Egyptian world where time stands still and statues come to life. And there's this group of pirates that have been stranded there for a long time. Mm-hmm. And so this, uh, this neighbor boy, he's a Snoopy neighbor boy. He gets a hold of the hand and he accidentally transports Amber and Stevie there. So they're stuck in that weird world with those pirates and they have to figure out a way to to get back home. But everything in it is kind of an accidental adventure, which is kind of how Amber and Stevie are. They're watching them grow up. Everything they experienced was kind of like this accidental adventure. We'd walk outside and they'd look left and there'd be a lizard and they'd go chase after the lizard. There'd be some adventure that would happen with that. So I kind of, it's kind of how I wrote my books, kind of like an accidentally. I love that. Yeah. They, they, yeah, they experienced, they experienced the adventure accidentally. 
And then, yeah, the latest book is um, Time is Forever, and it's a year later, and Amber and Stevie are back in their grandma's basement. And behind that false wall, they discover a golden sphere that's about the size of a softball. And they learn by accident that it's a time machine and it can take them to different times. And so they decide to use it to go back in time to stop an accident that happened. And while they're traveling through time, they have some adventures stopping here and there. But then the, the time machine gets broken and they get stuck in time. So they got to oh. figure out a way to get home. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, so when I hear your stories, like when I was... Um, looking at the descriptions and reading about your books, they remind me so much of like Goonie vibes or like Jumanji. Like where does your, like that's instantly what I thought of. What do, like, where does your inspiration um, come from? And obviously I can see behind you that I see like Woody, like you have like really cool memorabilia. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, well, let's see why well, I grew up in uh, a small town on the coast right next mm -hmm. to the ocean. So I spent my youth um, surfing and, and riding motorcycles. And then later in life, I did uh, mountain biking and scuba diving. So I've always had this sense of adventure. I was in seventh grade and we had a teacher. She was a fun teacher. She'd play music every day in class. So nobody did their work. We just sit <laughs> and listen to music. That's not bad. <laughs> so it, it was fun until my mom and dad got my report card. I was like, oh. <laughs> so I got an F in, in English. And my mom, who was a teacher, she was really mad. And she said, okay, you're going to come straight home from school. And every day you're going to write, you're going to fill up a piece of paper front and back. And I said, well, what do you want me to write? And she said, whatever you want. And then so I came home from school that first day. And I sat down and I didn't know what to write. So I just wrote, I hate this. 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 <laughs> and I thought, yeah, I'm really going to get my mom with that. And so she came home and she looked at it. She goes, okay, good job. Same thing tomorrow. I'm like, ah. Oh. So the next day I wrote, came home and I wrote, this is dumb, this is dumb, this is dumb, this is dumb. <laughs> she came home and did the same thing. And the third day I'm like, oh, this is, I don't know what to do. So my I friend. keep doing I, this. <laughs> yeah. My friend and I, we kind of, we kind of stumbled upon a little adventure on the way home from school that day. So I wrote about it. Mm -hmm. Kind of fun writing about that. And then my mom read it and said, that's great. And then I kind of ran out of real stuff to write about. So I started making up like little adventure stories. And it was like, well, this is actually fun. And, I, and then I look forward to actually coming home and writing that paper. So it, mm -hmm. you know, it was kind of the process. Oh, wow. Okay. So um, you have three books. Um, how long did it take you to write, let's say like your first one? So that was like your first like book. Well, I have quite a few completed manuscripts. Yeah, anywhere from two years to, to several years, because I'll get stuck mm -hmm. on one and I'll put it away and I'll get the other one out. So that first one, um, I think I started when I was in college. So it, it probably took a, a long time, many, many mm -hmm. years to really get it done. Yeah. And then, so your second and third book, was that like a little easier, Would you would say, to write since they were kind of, you know, they were based on your kids and then the first one the mummy hand. And then the second one was probably to that one was maybe a little easier to write after that. Would you say? Yeah, that one. Yeah. They just, yeah. they got easier and easier. So what was your um, writing experience like? Well, I'm a, I'm a full-time dad, full-time right. husband, full-time son. I'm a full-time teacher. I've been teaching mm -hmm. for grade for 31 years. Oh, wow. Um, so 
finding time was really hard. So I would get up early mm-hmm. in the morning when the house was quiet and I mm-hmm. would learn to write then. So, you know, I wasn't, I was never been a full-time author or anything like that. Yeah, I know. I feel like um, with authors, writers, it's, you hear a lot about making the time and prioritizing it. Cause at first, like writing is, you know, like a hobby for a lot of authors or I mean, writers, and it's kind of like, a hobby slash side hustle. So yeah, it's, it's making the time. Um, what would you say? Have you experienced writer's block or like what kept you going um, for completing your, your manuscripts? I don't know. My, my mind like never stops. So even when I'm not sitting down writing, like I'll think mm-hmm. of something, Oh, like I need to include this or I, I forgot about doing that. So I'll just find a scrap of paper and write it down and shove it in my pocket. Right. And then I get home, I have a drawer, I have all these scraps of paper in a drawer. Then mm-hmm. on those early mornings that I get up early, I go and get them out of the drawer and just kind of see what I need to work on or, you know, what needed to be fixed. But um, right. I don't know, I, I do get stuck. Like I'll write myself in a corner mm-hmm. you know, and then I put that one away and I'll work on another one. And then I'll have that thought later. Oh, this is how I can fix that. But my, uh, my newest book, uh, Amber and Stevie, they're grown up now. They're 18 and 21. So mm-hmm. I decided not to do any more accidental adventures. Um, it's going to be um, a young adult mystery novel. I didn't want to get myself written in a corner. So I sat down, I spent a lot of time and I created a whole backstory. And um, maybe most people do this. I didn't do this originally. And I have the whole, um, the whole story um, mapped out. So I know everything that's happening. Okay. I sit down to write a chapter now. I mean, it's just, it just flows really quick. Cause I know. Oh, wow. Okay. That's a, yeah, that's a really good, I guess, like strategy for writing, especially the genre that you're going for as well. Yeah. Because I wanted okay. twists and turns and more characters, right. you know, and I couldn't just do it off the fly. I had to. Yeah. Where did the inspo for um, that one come from? Uh, the, are very, that's very different from your other books. Yeah. Well, I always liked the Hardy boys. So it's oh, nice. mystery, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but with Amber and Stevie, not the Hardy boys. So, <laughs> yeah, very yeah. cool. Um, what would you say um, is the like nicest like review or or comments about your book that or books that you've received? Would you say? Well, I don't know how I did it, but I got on the front page of a major newspaper. Oh wow! In your hometown. Mm-hmm. Well, the, oh. the the town that I work in, I think it was because I was a teacher. So the page, it was a big article. And then they also put that in on their Facebook page. So when I went and looked at it at Facebook, there were tons of comments. And that most of them were my former students. Oh, wow. And they all said the nicest things, you know, and it was just like, wow, I, I, I didn't even know they remembered me. So a lot of really nice comments from former students. And then on my web page, I have my email address. So I've gotten several emails from former students too. And some of them are teachers now and they just wanted to tell me, you know. Oh, wow. That's amazing. That's so cool. Really rewarding. What, what uh, grade did you say you taught? Sixth grade, 31 years. Sixth grade? Oh, wow. What subject do you teach? Everything. It's... So do your students um, know that you're an author? Yeah. And after that article in the newspaper, um, they think I'm famous, which is funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, oh. I have books in my room and they, and they're in the library. So they check them out and read them. Oh, that's so cool. Like in, in your school. 
Yeah. Oh, wow. How does that feel to have your, your books in a library? It's pretty rewarding. And then um, on like student of the month assemblies, our principal will give my book out to some students, you know, for a reward. Yeah. And then they yeah. come to me and they want an autograph. So that's. <laughs> oh, that's so fun. fun. Yeah. What advice would you give um, to a first time writer or first time author that is thinking about um, self-publishing their book? Um, well, if their manuscript, if their story is not done to, to sit down and, you know, complete it. Mm-hmm. I have so many people who've told me I've always wanted to write a book, you know, mm-hmm. and it's, well, you should do it. I mean, it's one of those things in life that nobody's stopping you, right? You just have to find right. the, try to find the time to do it. And then um, uh, self-publishing, like I had a, I had a contract years ago uh, with the Lost Treasure of Grandpa Jingle Angle with a literary agent, and uh, nothing really came of that. So then I looked into self-publishing, and that actually, I think that's a really good idea because you can take, you can take all that work that you've done, and then mm-hmm. you can you know, you can actually see it. You can see your reward as a, as a mm-hmm. published book. So I really appreciate the self-publishing industry. I think, I think it has a lot of value. Um, and if I was an author just starting out, I would definitely look into that. I've touched a little bit about this um, in previous episodes with some of our other authors. Um, but how would you say that uh, the pandemic like affected your writing? Because obviously the pandemic was very you know, it was a lot for, you know, a lot of people, but in some sense it, for writers, like it got them to start writing seriously and publish their books. Like we've had a lot of authors with us that um, became first time authors, like right after the pandemic or during it. So did you have like an experience with, with writing um, during the pandemic or did you have more time to write or what was that like for you? Well, being a teacher, life didn't change much, except I didn't have to yeah. drive. I didn't drive to school. Everything was through Zoom. Yeah, so, true. The same. Um, every day I'd get up, um, have a cup of coffee, you know, get, get lesson plans ready, and then come sit in front of the computer and then work with kids all day. So I didn't really have any more time to write. Um, it was really neat, though, to be able to um, see the kids more personally, like in their homes, we get to do. Um, uh-huh. So that was kind of cool. They shared stuff like, hey, look at my dog. Or, um, Well, do you have any goals for this year? Like any professional goals or um, book writing goals? You said that you're working on another book. Yeah, I'm going to finish that one. I already got the cover designed. Um, Amber and Stevie are older and it looks pretty cool to finish it. That's really cool. Is Are those the name actual names of your kids or are they... Di- yeah, so it my, is. My name is Steve and my son's name is Steve. And um, I was called Stevie when I was a kid. And then I got to about sixth grade. I didn't want to be called Stevie anymore. Oh, I didn't like it. <laughs> it was too, yeah, it sounded like too kiddish or whatever. Oh. So then when my son was born, everybody called him Stevie. And then when he got to sixth grade, I started to change his name to Steve. And he's like, Dad, I like Stevie. I just, and he's, so he's in college now and he's still Stevie. <laughs> Oh, I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. And, and what about your daughter? She's older, right? Uh, she's 21. So um, she goes to Sonoma State and she wants to be a teacher too. So I named her Amber and then it just ended up her hair kind of looks Amber. So everybody thinks that I named her after she was born, but it was before. Oh so she- my gosh. Um. So you mentioned, so she wants to be a teacher. You're a teacher. You said your mom was a teacher as well. 
Yep. And both my sisters were teachers. And my dad was oh a pipe So. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wow. That's a long family of teachers. Yeah. Well, I remember my dad came home one day from working, being a pipe fitter, and he was really tired, really dirty. And he looked at my mom. It was summer vacation. Uh-huh. And he said, hey, Steve, when you grow up, do what your mom does. Don't do what I do. And I looked at my dad and I looked at my mom and I thought, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and you like it? I mean, 30 plus years. That's amazing. Yeah. The kids are good. Yeah. The kids are, the kids, every year, the kids are the same. It's kind of fun working with kids. Um, uh-huh. A lot of other stuff you got to deal with, but yeah, working with kids is really good. Who's your youthful? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like sixth grade is a good year because elementary school, it's a little, you know, kids are so hyper. And then sixth grade is like, they're kind of becoming little, little humans before yeah. they get to high school. Turn into <laughs> monsters. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Well, thank you, Stephen, so much for joining us today. And um, is there anything else you would like to share with our audience before we um, go? I do have a website and, and then I also have a Facebook page that has um, everything, my website and everything on it. And it's just my name, Stephen Clark Waiters. And also, if you want to check out his books, you can check out his publications at iUniverse.com. And they are also are available on Amazon. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Until next time, thank you for watching. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Before we go, show some love by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. Stay tuned for our next interview on the Book Connection Show, where we meet extraordinary indie voices with incredible stories. 